0: The Tone Jerks Podcast. I'm your host Brian
1: goward with me today. We got Aaron Racine. How's it going?
0: <laughs> all right. So we're uh on location here. Uh Folsom Lake, like Folsom.
1: Yeah. But we're also in
0: your studio van.
1: Yeah, coming live to you from a 2000 Dodge Ram 1500 <laughs> van guaranteed to break down every time all the time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 60% of the time. It breaks, breaks down, down all the pair time, pair all <laughs> time. <laughs> awesome, yeah, so uh, yeah, earlier we shot like a studio tour video, so I you've been on the show before, but yeah, um, maybe if people are new or whatever, so uh you like have a studio like live in van that you built, exactly, so you're recording, you're living in it, you're you're doing your life,
1: yeah, so. so basically, I built this van over um six months, and uh crazy timing, uh two days. Um, before California was shut down for the pandemic, I finished the van. So the timing couldn't have been better. And uh, I didn't build it with the intention of having recording equipment in it, but I ended up getting inspiration from a friend. And uh, I was like, man, I actually really like recording. And it was just the the thing that kept me from it was it's so cumbersome to record in an apartment or with neighbors because nobody likes being next to a drummer. (laughs) Like, nobody enjoys hearing loud-ass drums all the time, so I wanted to figure out a way that I could just, like, drive out somewhere where I'm not going to bother anybody. And I figured out it's so much fun that I'm actually building a second van now just so that I can do this. A little bit bigger. Yeah, you know, standings, nice. Yeah, And having a shower (laughs) and a bathroom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Those are overrated, man. Oh, Oh, yeah, running
1: water, that's for quitters. (laughs) You can drink water when you're dead. Yeah, Yeah, that's...
0: (laughs) water water everywhere. Anyway, but yeah, so um now yeah, we're here. This is this has been fun. So we're just like uh got done shooting the video and I'm like it's a cool spot. I think I've seen pictures of it. We posted it on the Facebook group and stuff like that. Yeah. It's awesome being here. it's everything just one spot. It's cool.
1: Yeah, and you know it's it's I don't know if anybody is or if you have seen um the documentary minimalism?
0: No. I it, so Definitely it's, want to check it out. It's, it, it's one that like I think I've seen videos about, like talking about it, and similar van uh, living situation. Yeah, I
1: and you know, I, I watched that documentary, and basically, long story short, it's about living with as little as possible, just mm-hmm. your necessities, and only having, kind of in a Marie Kondo way, what brings you joy. Yeah. And before I moved in here, I had like a massive toolbox, I had like seven motorcycles, I had all this stuff, and like, it didn't bring me happiness. I was stressed out. And over the six months of building this, I got rid of like everything. And it was a lot of work to get rid of it. And now I have 10 shirts, four pairs of pants, 20 pairs of socks, pairs of underwear. yeah, And then my tools, my guitar bass, recording setup. And that's literally, this is all my possessions in the entire world. And it brings such a peace knowing like, when I look around, I'm like, there's everything. Like my whole life is here, and I yeah, yeah, it's it's and
0: having that liability of like oh all my stuff and like say if like you yeah I mean I have so much stuff <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm selling stuff not in the whole uh, as pared down as you are but that is inspir you know inspirational because it's like do you really need all this stuff Yeah, think you know of like all these amps and guitars. I'm like I like it. I oh, don't get me wrong, but it's like. I even think of, like, amps that I'm trying to sell. Like, I'm not even playing guitar in a band right, right now. So yeah, like, why same Do here. I fucking need, like, seven amps?
1: <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, I have a little tiny uh, 80s Fender Champ 12 mm-hmm. that I have uh, stored at the coffee shop, and, like, honestly, we're not playing to stadiums, and even yeah. if you are, they're going to mic you up. Mm-hmm. So you don't really need much anymore. And, I mean, with, as you know, I mean, it's just in the last ten years, the progress they've made in amp sims and software is just unbelievable. Yeah. Like it sounds good enough to use. And there's plenty of records these days that are released and everything's been DI and it and a lot of people would never be able to tell.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, with the even on a little higher end stuff, it's like Kempers and Felix yeah. and all this shit like that. And I'm like, Yeah, I mean I I, I get it. But I mean, still the amps are fun. Oh man, like (laughs) guitars are fun.
1: I was so deep into it when I was in a a band in like 2008 to 14ish. That area, I hand wired a JCM 2000 or JCM 82204 clone Mm -hmm. by hand and point by point wired it and everything. And like I was deep into tubes. I had like 10 books on theory of gain staging for tubes and like old. 50s books from, like, General Electric and all that. And, yeah, tubes are, like, it's so simple, but it sounds so freaking good. You're,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, definitely different guy than me. To me, like, tube amps, like, getting in there scares the shit out of me. I'm oh, like, yeah. D- yep, yeah, I'll pay somebody to do that.
1: That's a great <laughs> attitude because, like, when I was working on them, I was terrified. And, like, you have to respect electricity because it does not respect you. Like, yeah. if you mess with it, it's going to bite back and... When you're dealing with the power tubes, some of them are running four amps at 600 volts. I mean, that's freaking, eh, and, like, you're done. It's it's dangerous stuff. I would hold my belt, and I would use a chopstick to move certain wires to make sure they were connected. And, like, you really got to be careful. Mm. If you don't know what you're doing, don't get in there. You could
0: fuck yourself up pretty oh, bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
1: 100%. I mean, like, you don't want to freaking turn yourself into stir fry over two seconds just because you're like... Yeah, I can figure it out. I'm not going to learn about it, but I'll mess with it.
0: Yeah, I'll learn as I go. That's one thing you got to have, uh, yeah, like a healthy respect for that guy. Yeah, of thing.
1: you can learn as you go. If you're riding a bike, maybe you skin your knee, but when you're playing with electricity, you really have to understand what you're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're getting on, on a tangent here. So uh, yeah, <laughs> We de- okay. we definitely always do. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Aaron, what's new in your world? What's shaking? What's good?
1: So, right now, I'm building a 1973 Grumman Olsen, which is basically... Chevy would have these uh, models called P30s, and then mm-hmm. Grumman Olsen, who makes all the USPS trucks you've seen, would put aluminum boxes on them yeah. so that they'd be used for package cars and all that. And any vehicle, this is, uh, a lot of people know this, I don't think, I don't know if a lot of people know this, any vehicle in California made in 1975 or older is exempt from smog. So that means you can put any engine you want in it. And with this old Dodge that I have, there's a lot of components that you can't buy anymore. And the longevity of these vehicles is starting to go away. Like you're not going to be able to repair these anymore because the parts literally don't exist. But in something that's smog exempt, I can throw any motor I want into it, which is the long term goal. When the old 73 engine that's 600 pounds and makes 100 horsepower (laughs) takes a dump. I can just throw like a LS1 motor in it or whatever I want to put in it so I can keep this van for as long as possible because I'm going to do soundproofing. I'm going to build it out so I can record inside it. And if I'm going to put all that effort into it, I don't want it to be something that has a shelf life. I want to be able to maintain it for a really long time.
0: Yeah. So, you're, yeah, you're in that process and you're documenting it, documenting it on uh, your YouTube channel. Yeah, so, exactly. So you started also getting into doing videos. And
1: kind yeah. Of like- and, you know, I, I had done a lot of video editing when I was younger, like in eighth grade. We did like video editing projects for my drama mm-hmm. class. And I've kind of fell out of it over a while. And I I've played guitar for a really long time. And it's one of those things where i know so much about it that yeah. i don't really have the desire to push myself too hard on it anymore mm-hmm. compared to drums where i don't know anything and then video editing and making youtube videos on i have no idea what yeah. i'm doing <laughs> whatsoever and that makes it so much fun because i'm passionate like a 16 year old is getting in their band for yeah, the yeah, first yeah, time yeah, yeah. You, you were
0: saying that that makes sense because yeah. it's like everything even if you like learn something so new and basic it's fresh Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I, I, you know, I learned about frames per second. I'm like, and I was uh, working on video today. I'm like, oh, changing your f stop. But kind of as you go, I'm like, oh, that really does with like video and even for editing too. Yeah. You're learning more shit about it.
1: And you know, it's kind of like ignorance is bliss. I have so little understanding of like, what does it take to put out good content? What does Mm -hmm. it take to get people to view? How do you monetize? Like the first big, um, goal that I accomplished was getting my own custom URL. You have to have a hundred subscribers. And like, even though that's not like a huge amount of people or anything, like starting off in the beginning, like that was so much fun to like, how do I find what people like? And now I even look at my first video and I go, that's garbage. I really, (laughs) I really don't like how I edited it. It's too slow and all this. And as I keep going, I get to sharpen it. And it's like building a craft as a passionate fun thing mm-hmm. and it's so fun because like i said i have no idea what i'm doing
0: yeah just like the little victories that you do like you almost you spent the time to learn it that was it and now that you did learn it like oh i you know chalked that chalked that on the w side yeah
1: <laughs> just like oh fuck yeah dude and, <laughs> and also like, like
0: dude you should have been doing that the first place like well should have could have would have fuck <laughs>
1: yeah and i think you and i can relate to this we've all been in bands where like you start getting burnt out on it and you just don't have the passion to put into it anymore because there's Mm. not really the mystery of what could happen. Like when we were 16, we're like, we're gonna be rock stars, like I'm gonna make it. And like, right now I feel like I have that same stupid ignorance with being an influencer. I'm like, man, I'm gonna make something (laughs) of this. And there's so much just raw passion behind it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and it's like, if it
1: works out, great. If it doesn't, great the experience mm-hmm. was awesome and i mean like what else are you going
0: to do yeah totally it's like maybe you know being in a band or being like you know in your 30s you understand what music you're capable of doing in a band you know that it's like we're not going to get signed to a big rock thing and even getting signed nowadays isn't Any, even the goal yeah but and you it know it shouldn't be <laughs> at
1: yeah, least and you know you like you kind of like you really learn about dishonest people quite quickly in the music
0: industry is it uh, it's just like
1: promise after promise yeah we'll we'll pay you when you show up at this gig and you get like a torn in half beer ticket and that's the best you're getting
0: yeah or it's like getting paid even if there's like a contract signed it's like why is this like pulling teeth yeah <laughs> and it's like it's only a h- couple hundred dollars and then they're like oh really oh damn oh shit uh can i just you know pay you later I'm like no no, because <laughs> pay I you know, later means pay you never. Pay you never exactly, and it's like uh, you learn about horse feeders. I think I heard that term. It's like no, I who just like it's just like you. Here is bullshit for you, and you are like, <laughs> oh, I am gonna, yeah, I am just gonna, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be a huge event. We're gonna get, you know, it could be really great exposure. I am like, he's right. He's yeah, right you're gonna there's gonna be people there people so you might get a fucking signed. gosh and it just hooks <laughs> that, yeah yeah like, yeah I'll, I'll keep yeah, following like, your bullshit
1: oh man you're gonna be oh you're gonna be so famous and you're just like man this feels so good yeah
0: it just you just fed bullshit and I'm like you hear that now I just kind of spot it more and more so like I'm a little bit more jaded baby as far as like music goes
1: well I mean being in a but band and age still, will do that to you it's still
0: fun still fucking fun to yeah, do yeah absolutely and then you know doing you know podcast or photography or film beautiful film you know it's you know, yeah. just like learning how to do video and stuff like that it's fun because it's like rewarding because i'm like i you know just learning how to do like editing in a video i'm like i learned how to do it the easy way because i was doing it the hard way at first and it's that's rewarding because yeah. i like i was saying i used to just kind of uh edit the audio wave with the video and i would pull everything together and i'm like by hand if it got off i'd cut it and do it and like Fucking stupid. There's a button that you push to do yeah. that. To do that. And I'm like, oh my God.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then once you have those aha moments of, oh my gosh, it's so rewarding. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, yeah.
0: Like when you're a kid and you're like, oh, the way I'm gonna get this great distortion sound with the DS1 into my, you know, a Line Six metal.
1: Man, my my first recording experience was using a Phonic board plugged into a Toshiba Satellite running Windows 98 SE into Audacity. Like there was more buzz and distortion than like you know a freaking uh, experimental fuzz band. Like, yeah, I
0: think just figuring that all all that out and it's like you're m- miking like a line six spider. I'm like, why did you, we even mic that yeah. the guy, the guy who, who we paid for the recording should have just said, no, use this instead. Yeah. where it's like, he had like, I think he had a pod and he's like, you should have just used that. That would have been better than yeah, <laughs> miking an amp.
1: And that's half the fun is once you realize that and you start getting that experience, you go, okay, we don't do that again. And you really, you have to have that firsthand experience. I mean, if you're not making mistakes and looking back mm-hmm. on a year ago and going, oh, that was wrong, like you're not growing. And mm-hmm. that should be like a red flag.
0: Yeah, if you're like complacent, because it, it also might be a thing too. It's like, you're not even like looking to learn
1: either. Because mm. a lot of
0: people can have that part where they're just like, well, I don't need to learn. I to fucking know everything. And then <laughs> we've met
1: a few of those. Yeah,
0: like you're not growing or doing anything. You're just kind of like, Oh, okay. I, I fucking know everything. I'm like, well, I, I'm at the part too where I'm like, maybe I'm not going anywhere, but I'm learning along the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of the journey, you know, and <laughs> you know, dumb, but it's true. It is.
1: And, but it keeps your brain sharp too. And I mm-hmm. think kind of touching back on the like, we both don't have that, like, 16-year-old starry-eyed view anymore, but that takes so much stress away from the process because it's truly for fun now. Yeah. And that makes it where the creative process, no matter what it turns out to be, it's about, like, again, living in cliches, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's, like, even just, like, because we learned it from bands or whatever, you know, the bands that don't make it or whatever, but it's still playing music. Because a lot of people, we know... Just, and, 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 you know, listeners, viewers and stuff like that would know it's like, oh, you know, their friends bands quit or their band, you know, they quit doing that or whatever. But mm-hmm. if they're listening to a guitar podcast, they're probably into music still. Yeah. So It's like you're probably not playing in a band, but you're still having fun and playing music. There's a lot, some people who just completely stop.
1: I, I did for a while. Yeah. I, I, I had my like heartbroken by the music industry yeah. for sure. And I mean, like when like when I was in um, Communist Katie, which was like around. 12 to 14 ish or 2000, maybe nine ish. I can't remember anymore, but um, we,
0: we went on that tour seven years ago. I got it, it popped up on my Facebook. Oh
1: my gosh, man. <laughs> seven years. It's crazy how fast it goes. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of it, I had been grinding and pushing so hard trying because we did everything ourselves. We recorded our own album in a garage, mixed it ourselves made the cds ourselves Mm -hmm. made the jackets for the cds ourselves did a kickstarter ourselves booked our own tours ourselves like everything the van yeah freaking yeah we work on the van ourselves we were we would like we had it where the fuel pump went out and
0: freaking new New mexico
1: yeah and we changed (laughs) it in an o'reilly's parking lot we literally went in the o'reilly's like yeah the parts delivery for that fuel pump will come around this time and ryan and i are ripping the tank out and then everybody else is wearing sun hats and laying on a (laughs) towel on an asphalt parking lot and people are looking at us like crazy bums. There's
0: no... Yeah, there was no sun and it's just like in June in New Mexico. It's like we're just... Yeah, yeah, we were Ooh.
1: melting to the pavement.
0: Yeah, it was, it, but it, that was fun. It was yeah, a fun experience. And
1: then in between all that, we're like laying three people down and Ryan's ollieing them. Like, yeah, like, I remember that one. I, <laughs> yeah, it's like ugh. that. That's what we were doing, and that was that's what I look back at with a, like a fond retrospect. Compared to playing the shows, I barely remember the shows. The most fun part for me was everything getting to the shows. Yeah. Because it was such a wild adventure. You're pulling into a venue you've never been in. It's some weird town. like Kind of like
0: in like in a van with people you don't even really know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and like, like you're pulling into a venue slash laundromat. Like, yeah. Yeah, you, know, you see these spots where it's like, this makes no sense, and that's definitely not up to code, and I'm going to get shocked by the microphone, yeah. but you're having a blast.
0: Yeah. No, that, that, is, that is fun. But just like, you know, it's like, Maybe not doing it in the same aspect, but still like recording music, still like talking about it, still like even just like building a studio so that you can record either yourselves or you know other people. Yeah, I, I assume that's what you want to do. It's like you want to rec- you're yeah. learning recording so you can record other bands too.
1: Well, one of the big th- the, the recording the bands will come later, but one thing that I love, and I think we've talked about this before how we differ on this. I love the meticulousness of recording. drum set yeah and I wanted I want because it takes a long time and a lot of experience to be able to know how to properly mic for phase and acoustic cancellation and I wanted to or I'm creating a space so that I can sit at a drum set drive out to the middle of nowhere where I'm not going to bother people by literally sitting there and going dunk "Dunk." yeah yeah. move the mic dunk (laughs) move the mic because I would drive my neighbors absolutely mad doing that yeah
0: even just, I uh, mean, we were recorded the drums for just in case, yeah, you know, at, at Brian's, and even from the last time we recorded, we added more mics and started like playing with things a little bit more because I think we had the idea. I mean, initially, and a lot of people think like, oh, uh, you know, a drums recorded in a garage, it's gonna sound like a home, re- you know, like a demo. I'm like, mm-hmm. possibly, and then when we heard the the actual like you know final product I'm like wow that sounds great it's like fuck it Let's yeah. keep doing that and then it's like do it again but add some more mics cuz it's like we didn't do an under snare we added that I'm like that adds a lot I'm like oh a little sub kick in front of it like that adds a lot yeah but yeah no that's awesome so
1: yeah uh, and so once i finally dial in those drum tones because there's not going to be a lot of space and i have a tama cocktail jam mini which is yeah, like yeah. a tiny it's like folds into itself like a russian nesting doll and that Set, I want to learn like the back of my hand so that when I'm ready to record a band in there, it's just ready to go. And I want to, ex- I'm going to need to experiment with how am I going to record guitar when I'm not going to have enough electricity to power a guitar amp? How am I going to have everybody have headphones? Will everybody use amp sims? And then I can, uh, in post, send that out with a reamp box to a real amp to get the tones that I'm yeah, looking for. Yeah, recording
0: the DIs and stuff.
1: But then like there's gonna be bands obviously where people are going to be switching between pedals. How do I make it where they can perform exactly as they would without it being cumbersome and stopping their creative process. So there's so much right now that I have no idea. Yeah how you're gonna I'm have gonna to like, it. learn
0: it along the way. Yeah. That's it, like uh, we've talked about or Brian and I um talked about uh recording you know like you know bands maybe it's like oh this sounded great i think we're pumped up on how the justin case stuff is coming out it's like we could do this for bands yeah. i'm like now we have to like learn how to do it like efficiently and it's like yeah. we might not be under the same situation of like oh you know, like i'm starting to know how brian rec- like plays so i can kind of set the levels and how we're mm-hmm. and then it's with his mic so he knows how to place them and it's, like, on his drum set, but if, what if it yeah. was somebody else's? And then, like, I've seen, like, s- studio tours on YouTube and stuff like that where they're like, it's a house drum kit, you know, just use it. And it's a really nice, like, fucking, like, custom gretch, but it's, like, somebody still might want to be like, I want to use my Pacific, or, like, I want to yeah. use my Pearl, like, little $400, which is good on them. They should probably, most of the time, use the gear that they like and know. But at a certain point, too, I've heard studios where they're like, oh, um, you know, I play like like I said, like the Line Six Spider. It's like, yeah, don't fucking play that. Play yeah. play play a Kemper or something that we have in, in studio. And some people might be like, "That's not my sound." I'm like, Line Six Spider should be nobody's sound.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's a fine balance between where the recording engineer is becoming a producer, and yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. a recording engineer has to be really careful about overstepping that bound and saying like, "Oh, your amp sucks," because and you need to use this because you can really offend somebody if like. That's their favorite amp, like if yeah. somebody's line six, spider two, whatever is their favorite amp, you don't want to insult them, even though to you and me that would not be the amp we would want to play, yeah, through. and
0: even just like um yeah, as far as guitars too, I've heard people even doing that. I had a friend who they paid for a demo, and it was like an e p or whatever demo kind of thing, and it came out pretty good. Um, actually the guitars sounded good and, and drums were really good, but the bass was like weird and it like the, like the, my friend was like, you know, he had fucking just your, your standard pop punk setup. It mm-hmm. was like Fender Mexican P bass with the Seymour Duncan quarter pound, the hot, yeah. like the Mark Hoppus pickups. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, that's great sound. Why don't you fucking use that? And the guy was like, no, don't use that. He had to use some like almost like uh Warwick kind of bass, mm. which was like active, And he only went DI. He didn't want to mic any amps. And he was very adamant about that. It's like, Mm. so it ended up, the bass sounded super weird. It kind of had that clicky, kind of corn
1: sound. And I can understand what the engineer was going for that because active basses have a preamp in them Mm. and it gives such a clean sound and it gets nice and hot into the uh, board. But if that's not the sound you're going for, Mm. like, yeah, I can understand that because a passive. Uh, pickup doesn't really sound super great sometimes when you go yeah. DI, but then like you said, that wasn't the sound they were going for. And it,
0: it didn't really stand out as much as like I, you know, bass is cool. It's, it's an instrument that I'm playing in a band. Like it doesn't, it can't it won't break a song, but it could really make a song better.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's like, so
0: no, nobody really, but him and myself were like, well, if you used your bass, it would have been better for you, but
1: Yeah, and it's amazing how one little tiny difference like that, it won't really make or break. It can, like you said, but all those ingredients need to be right. That's why when there's albums that I absolutely love, it's like there's so many factors that go into that. The recording equipment of the time, the era of the music, the amps you were playing in, the room you were playing in. Like One of my favorite albums is the original American Football
0: album. And
1: like... I could, li- like, some of the songs aren't, like, the most interesting to me, but the tones of them, like, I could listen to that album. When I first heard that album, there was no other music on the planet for, like, three months. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> I knew that, and I got the special edition one where it has all the, like, demo tracks at the end, and, yeah. like, I could listen to that album a thousand times over because mm-hmm. just from a... um. Uh, like just how it sounds, the tone and everything, I love it. Same as um, it's a weird parallel, but Dua Lipa's "Don't Stop Now." Okay, that yeah, yeah, yeah. song would sound good on a potato with a piezo <laughs> speaker, like. It is so well mixed. And when you look at Wikipedia and you see how many hands it went through and how many people mixed this part, changed this part. Yeah, yeah. She was sent something like 40 different versions of the song to pick from. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you just see like this like highest end of production compared to like recording in a bedroom. And both can create this unbelievable recording. Yeah. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason to it almost. It's just there is a science and there's not a science. Sometimes it's the art and the magic. Sometimes you throw spaghetti at the wall and you get lucky. Sometimes there's a gazillion dollars behind it and you'll throw money <laughs> at it until it sounds good. Yeah, that shit
0: is like crazy. It's like I, you know, a lot of bands even just going into a studio with and they write in the studio. That's one thing I don't. Yeah, get. It's blink like eighty two did that. Yeah, it's like that's what yeah, the untitled one or is it untitled? That's what it is. Not yeah. self-titled. Uh, <laughs> Alex Copperzone. It, gets me every time but yeah that one it's like it shows the documentary i remember watching it on mtv and it was like back when that was coming out it's like they were just basically oh yeah this will be like just a, maybe like like a month or so a couple weeks you guys should have the album done It's like, cool ended up being just dragged out because they were just like we don't know what we want to do and it ended up being one of my favorite blanket albums yeah it's a it's, great album and it sounds awesome it sounds fucking incredible and the songs are great Yeah. And even their hits are still fun.
1: Yeah. Same as like the um, uh, Wasting Light by the Foo Fighters. Mm -hmm. That like freaking recorded in Dave Grohl's bedroom. Yeah. (laughs) like And like it's so funny. There's that one part in the documentary where he's like doing a take and he's like almost got it. And his daughter walks up and starts hitting the guitar. She's like, it's time to play on the trampoline. And it's like that's part of the album. Like yeah. that's part of the experience the, the, the process and everything. Too. Yeah. And they recorded it all the tape and like, that,
0: yeah, I remember that one being, I'm like, that's cool. And I'm also like, is there really much of a difference?
1: Yeah. <laughs> that, I'm like, um. I think about that. And you know, I think with the way that recording equipment has progressed, like, I mean, you can buy any run of the mill interface these days and you're probably going to get a pretty decent sound. But I think in the era of tape, it was a different kind of band. You had to get the take there. Yeah. And that I want to apply to how I'm going to record. Mm -hmm. I want to record it as if like punch and here you go. No editing. No correction. Yeah. No auto tune. You're kind of
0: using your DAW like you would a four track or something
1: like that. Yeah, exactly. Because I think that's where the magic is, is like yeah, a singer needs to be dynamic and come in and out of it. And like, yeah, it's not going to sound perfect. And there, yeah,
0: I, I say that most of my takes, especially if I'm doing guitar or bass, I try and get the longest run, if not the whole song. Mm-hmm. And then there was one just in case one. I had to chop the shit out of it. You look like, it, like, if you look at my bass track, I'm like, I gave it to Brian. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I had to punch in. I'm like, it looks like it went through a paper shredder. Yeah, like, we've I'm all I'm, been there. Like, it's, it sounds good. He's like, yeah, I mean, He's like, you'd see, he's like, I had some drum edits like that too. So, yeah. I, so I give him the track and he looks at the bass like, oh, I did that on some, ba- uh, some drum tracks. But we we're both in, oh, I think a lot of people are in that mindset. Like don't punch in as much as possible.
1: Yeah. Uh, but sometimes you have to. <laughs> I do that for um, like in the Van Tour video, how I showed you like I'll get the ideas out with the little drum pad. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'll do is I will do many, many takes with that where I do splice everything together and mm. I get it absolutely perfect and then one thing i do is i take the um vocal track and i tune the piss out of it till it's absolutely sounds like a synthesizer mm-hmm. and then i'll sing with it yeah play it in my that's, headphones that, that's
0: what i do is I, I use that as a guide sometimes like I'll use, like, I'll auto-tune the shit out of it, and I have it just on the one side, so I'm using that.
1: Oh, one side's an interesting way to do it. So, because I mainly,
0: when I record vocals, I'll have, like, this one ear kind of off. I do
1: the same thing. I have just uh, the
0: auto-tuned, fake-as-fuck track on one side, so I'm singing to that, so I can still hear myself when I'm in the mix and stuff like that, but... Uh, yeah, that's a good cheating way to go. Yeah. It's not even a cheat, really. That's, that's yeah. a, I say it, it's, it's a cheat because it's a Brian cheat that I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not. You're, you do it too.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know, then you have that perfect thing so that you can play along to it. And if you do have a couple mess ups in that final all in one take, mm. you still at least have an idea of how it's supposed to sound because how annoying would it be to do like a hundred takes of I need to just get it in one go and then you listen to the song back and you're like, I don't like the order of the song.
0: Or I, I I messed up the vocal part. It's like I'm not hitting that note. And you're like, ah, shit, I was singing in the wrong key. <laughs>
1: yeah. And <laughs> now you have to do the whole thing again. So that's what's so nice about being able to do MIDI drums. Yeah. Punch and, it in. And stuff and like punch, that. Yeah. Because you can lay everything. It's like the rough drafting, but like you're Legoing it together almost. And yeah. then once you have all the Legos ready, now you can carve what you're making from wood in a way. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think we're just like riffing here, but I've, I wanted to mention mine. What's new? So. Uh this I'll, pa- I'll, I'll, allow I'll, I'll I'll allow it. I'll allow it. This uh this past week I splurged and um got a pedal, mm-hmm. a bass pedal. One that I've been thinking about wanting, talking about for
1: probably a good year and a half, two years maybe. Oh, wow, that's so, man, you have been freaking mouthwatering for a while.
0: it's just something that I'm like I haven't needed it and I guess I kind of still don't. So basically, I I I I've been I've been playing Kyle's bass pedals like since, you know, and he has moved to Texas, mm-hmm. and I kept the board still. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> Just I'm, to watch it for Because I'm like, I'm using it, and he's fine with it. He's like, I don't need it. But he's starting to record more, and it's like he could he could actually use his pedals. Mm,
1: so now's the time well, to kind of... He, he's,
0: he's still not like forcing my hand or anything to be like, send those fucking back. And you know, honestly, I'm like...
1: But at the but same, same point, sh- you don't want to I hold sh- on I to it. I should him.
0: fucking get, get my own stuff. So yeah. I've been using his bass, um sans Amp. Yeah. So the Tech 21, which is a uh, great Mm-hmm. that could be your only bass puddle
1: yeah there. that's been like a standard for a long time Lots for a good
0: of, reason because it sounds awesome
1: yeah and if it works it works it's mm-hmm. like a sm57 yeah like so. so versatile use it it's been good for years
0: and you don't really need it but having a little like compressor before it and then mm-hmm. that's just goes di to front of the house di for g- recording mm-hmm. and so for kyle it's like that would be great for him to have to record and yeah then, so like, he should get it back
1: <laughs> that's interesting that you do do you always track in with compression?
0: I yes. So on my base, yes.
1: Interesting. I am of the philosophy of I'd rather handle it in post I, just because I don't know what will work.
0: I think cuz I um I make a, I have a, a base preset in my fractal that has a uh, gate, compression, drive, uh amp sim and cab mm-hmm. um IR and that I it always I just click on that. Yeah, clicking. Because I know what it sounds like. And I'm like, I like that sound. Yeah. And then so um playing live, been using a pedal board and an amp just for stage volume. And so the pedal board was compressor, uh, a drive, sans amp, front of house. That's it. And yeah, I guess and a, that's a tuner too so you don't need
1: much more than that. No,
0: and toying with the idea of like, oh, adding more bass pedals. Chorus, reverb, no, not it's for punk, mm-hmm. it's not gonna it's totally not gonna fit.
1: So And also in a club, you wanna have the Front of house handling the reverb because you don't know how that's going to work in their and environment. Even, yeah,
0: for for punk and reverb and stuff like that, I know uh, having effects is not really going to do much. But anyway, so I'm like, okay, get Kyle his sand amp and his compressor back. And I'll eventually get an, a compressor for bass. I'm just going to get the little MXR one.
1: Oh, those are great. Yeah. Ryan had the MXR one with like the gain reduction yeah, they, they, on it.
0: They made a new one that it's even smaller. It has like less features, but it's like it has a clean blend. It's yeah. Good enough for same me. thing. Yeah. And then um, so I, as far as like replacing the Sands amp, I could have got another one, but I decided to fuck go buck wild with what <laughs> I wanted. I got the uh, Dark Glass B7K Ultra version two. So that one has the XLR out. That has a cab sim IR that you can load into it. It has the headphones. It has aux in. All this other shit. And I'm like, just fucking go. Got it. And it is really cool. I mean, the way it comes in, it's like this is a fucking awesome like built pedal. It's like a lot of like, like I guess they do that. People say like the presentation of it is like very similar to like how Apple products come in, and you come Mm. in like the even just the packaging. Like this is really nice. (laughs) Like I kind of don't even want to get my fingerprints on it but fuck it i did yeah so I, I know it up what you I'm mean like, and then it comes with software that you can load the irs into it and to me i'm like i was like oh cool I, I like the ml sound lab ones so i just loaded one of those on it and i was like oh let me test it out still i don't my basses are in the shop both of them mm-hmm. so i plugged a guitar into it <laughs> <laughs> just to see it doesn't do the same thing but it still sounds cool like, I I have uh, one of my guitars dropped uh, C, and mm-hmm. so I'm just playing that one op- lowest yeah, note. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, this is this similar, right? It's not. So I'm still, like, I have it in my possession, but I don't have the basses, so I'm kind of like,
1: yes! I did the same thing. I can't thing, do uh, anything.
0: I can't play the goddamn thing.
1: <laughs> I did the same thing where I didn't have a bass, and I was trying to, I was, like, experimenting with full band recordings and it just needed low end so I would record one string on my guitar and then drop it an octave and post. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded so bad but I was like, well, it's got a little more uh in it so, yeah, so I, it'll I, work.
0: I, I, I still haven't given it a full go yet but I'll, uh, you yeah, know, hopefully uh, next week I'll have my basses back and I'll actually really get to play it and I like my bass to be dirty and really like Not fuzz, but, Mm -hmm. like, that metal kind of thing. And that's what the B7K can really do. Well, Yeah, it's just, like, really... Like, almost grindy kind of. Well, it's
1: so cool that you can drop IRs into it because it's like you can get a new pedal for free all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. that's so cool. And with the um, XLR out, if you have an interface that has instrument inputs, well, now you can have another one. Because you can use it. That's so versatile both Mm -hmm. for live performance and recording. That's really neat.
0: So I'm assuming it's going to sound awesome, we'll have to check in next time but yeah that's what i got going on and then i tell kyle i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna hold on to the sansamp for maybe a couple more weeks because i want to do a video on it to like you know hey this is the sansamp ab comparison exactly like i want to dial in my favorite sound for the dark glass and my favorite sound for the sansamp because the sansamp it'll get that kind of like ampeg-y sound where it's like yeah it's like a little bit a bit of breakup but if you really want to push it, you'd have to put, like, a dry pedal Kinda or something. It kind of
1: has that nosiness to it. And
0: it's, it's awesome. It sounds... That and a P-Bass, that's all you ever fucking need for, like, most rock and pop punk. Yeah. And then... um, But, it, like, the Dark Glass is something a little, a little different. It has a lot more options on it as far as, like, you look at the EQ, you can get, like... If you're not focused, you're like, Jesus Christ, there's 10 knobs on this <laughs> goddamn thing? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the Sansam has maybe, like, six knobs or whatever.
1: Well, I remember the first time I saw an SVT Pro... And I was like, oh my gosh, look at all these knobs and everything. And like then you've the t- got each 10 e- band. Yeah, the 10 <laughs> band, and you have the other bands. And then and a ha- high and not high and ultra or whatever. Yeah, it
0: and is. then the SVT4 has two power amps. I'm like,
1: what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who needs all that? That's why I love my little Champ 12, because it's just like there's a distortion channel, there's a clean channel, and you've got like low, mid, high. Yeah. Or no, and- I don't even, it doesn't even have mid. Was it just think. a tone knob? No, it has low and then it has a push pull for the high. Gotcha.
0: There's um what is it? The company satellite, they're based out of San Diego. I like their amps. I one of these days I'd like to actually play one in like my own setting. Mm-hmm. But they kind of do the thing what's like he's like like what's on a guitar? Volume and tone. What's on this amp? Volume and tone. It's like that's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think and about I'm like that's so simple. I'm like that could be restrictive, right?
1: Yeah, but also, it's nice when you have something restrictive because that forces your creativity. You can't just depend on twisting knobs and hoping that it creates something better. You literally have to figure out how to do it. I mean, think about um, Gibson. or I mean, um, not Gibson, uh, Les Paul creating reverb by putting a mic at the end of a hallway. Like, that was like... Unheard of, and like because he had a little dinky four track, like that's what you could do, and yeah. that created a sound that like mm-hmm. people still use that, like, like Paul reverb,
0: hall reverb, or even like uh, I think I saw like on Instagram. as like I'm not a big fan of his videos. I think it just came on Explorer. Rob Scallon hmm. he's Oh a, he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. like a like a guitar content creator. He's not really like, yes, not doesn't really do demos, but he was like showing like him on Instagram. He's like. Oh, I'm playing probably one of the biggest reverb pedals ever. He's in like an empty parking lot mm-hmm. or parking structure. And he's like, plays his guitar. Boom, and it sounded awesome. He's playing this ambient kind of thing. And it just, the empty parking structure.
1: They had, <laughs> um, he was in some church, I can't remember. And they had this big old organ and it turns out that it can take MIDI. So they hooked it up to the computer. It took forever to figure it out. They had to call the people who installed yeah, yeah. it. And they're playing like, dan, dan, in this big old freaking church. And it's like, <laughs> no one would ever play that. And they took a bunch of metal bands where he was making a point that um, a lot of metal music has classical music influence. Oh, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what would it sound like if we played this hard-ass metal song on the organ, transposed to MIDI? Oh, damn. And it sounds like, kinda of like but it's all in minor chord and so it sounds like gothic music, but it's literally like the shredder metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Played cool. it on
0: organ. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, so I yeah, that was kind of it for what's to do's and stuff like that. I feel like we've just been going off. We should just keep going. But yeah, uh, I agree. You had you had mentioned. I think we were in. We were messaging back and forth about like. Uh, so you're doing these YouTube videos and stuff like that, but you wanted to like kind of take a break from it, right? Yeah, so it's like so are you like kind of just getting burnt out or
1: no. So you know what? I have ADHD and short-term memory loss, so mm-hmm. I can't pay attention, and even when I do, I forget. So <laughs> um, one thing about ADHD is if I'm Told to focus on something, I can't. It'll never happen. Yeah. But if there's something I'm passionately into, I can get tunnel vision and I start getting yeah, so you're blinders and you're yeah. Focused, yeah. And so what happened is when I bought this Grumman Olson van, I thought I was gonna buy it, do like a brake job, maybe like basic maintenance stuff, and then convert it and get on the road. I've pulled the engine. I've rebuilt the engine. I've rebuilt the transmission. Yeah, I've,
0: I've seen the videos. It's a lot of fucking work.
1: It is. And you know, one thing is, uh, I know that I have to have this balance between my balance with my partner and my balance with the van. And I was spending so much time with the van and it was taking so much of even all my thinking that I was just not present in my relationship with my partner. And I realized that I really have to find that balance. And I've started going to therapy for that yeah, because I know that I can get sucked into it. And I've been in this exact situation with an ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And once you see something looping around you can again. You kind
0: of see the signs and you're like learned enough to know the signs and yeah. what, to, what to change or something does need to
1: change. Exactly. And she was or um, they were really uh, my uh, partner is non-binary. Mm-hmm. And so they expressed to me that, hey, like, I don't feel like you're engaged in the relationship right now, but I want to let you know I Fully support the van and I love the idea. Yeah. But we need to figure out how to make this work better. And, you know, it's kind of nice to step back from it. And I haven't really thought about it all that much. And I realized how much of it was stressing me out because I had this goal that I had made up that I hadn't expressed to anybody that it's got to get done in September. And, and again, who made the rules? I and Nobody. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And it's like, like why didn't. am I setting this terrible goal for myself when like, <laughs> I already have a van. I beating have... yourself up about it. Exactly. Like, yeah. And like pushing myself so hard where I thought the solution to having more time with my partner was finishing the van quicker. That's not it. They don't care if I finish it as quick as possible. It's just about having that balance. And now I'm like, hell, let's make it go to next year. Who cares? You could you
0: could push it back and like striking that balance of like, you know, you don't want to be resentful of the project either.
1: Yeah, because that could you could you it's
0: already more than what you bargained for.
1: Yeah, and and I can tell you that like I would definitely go to jail if it was a person for the things I've said to it. Like (laughs) (laughs) like, I have sworn like a sailor on meth. Like I hate the the outtakes are just.
0: Yeah, exactly. You'll see those on YouTube. Yeah,
1: like you'll hear the like nice cheery like, and here you can see I'm soldering this wire. And really off camera, I'm like, you motherfucking piece of (laughs) shit. Just fucking work. Like I'm so angry and I'm like, this is not joy. This is not fun. This does
0: not bring me joy.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: like, but it's, it's also like you can... You can stress yourself out about a lot of things, especially like even like a project like that, even projects like, you know, a band or creating music yeah. or whatever. It's like if you are so focused on the end and if it doesn't get there in the time that you want, and you're the only one that is like setting that goal. Yeah. And that's like the biggest thing too I've come to realize. I'm like, um, you can really like be pissed off at the project. I think we're working on the, you know, like even just right now, uh, just in case, I think we had, like, Brian set the goal for July release. Mm-hmm. Probably looking more like August. And it's like, nobody's like,
1: boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Lose the album. <laughs> you signed this contract. Like, you have to be by this deadline. And then we're like,
0: uh, like, we're like getting, you know, like, think of it. Oh, man, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. Da-da-da-da. I'm like, why? It's the, we, we're the ones recording it and mixing yeah. it and putting it out. It's like, yeah, there's no fucking, like, why did we have that deadline? Mm-hmm. And now we're like we're not gonna get upset about it. Like, don't hurry it up just to make it shitty and get yeah. it done by that time. Because I'm like, we're the ones doing it, especially like you know from recording yourself. It's like you're the one in control of it. 100. Like, you don't have to be like the engineer. is, like,
1: time is money. Yeah, you're it's spending like, 150 an hour. Here's oh, thank you for um, uh,
0: you know, paying you know my fucking you know car insurance. Yeah, <laughs> whatever the fuck. It's like it's like oh yeah, you're booked now for you had to book another four hours or the next day. I'm like hey you don't have that and even like you know mixing revisions and stuff like that it's mm-hmm. like we're on our own time so it's like we're thinking about it I'm like wait why did we set that and why are we upset if we don't why are make we it? stressing
1: ourselves out for an intangible goal that nobody like is expecting of us
0: yeah and then it's like you know if you have but it is good to have goals because you could just 100%. be aimless or whatever yeah it's like i kind of have set goals for even just you know podcasts and stuff like that And i know you for like like youtube and like what you're doing. You had the goal of doing a hundred yeah. subscribers and I'm like, cool. We got that as well. I think last year or maybe it was this, year. I don't remember. But when we got it, I was stoked too. Cause we could just change it to the YouTube, the tone jerk. Yeah. And, and like, like, you're like, Oh my gosh. like so i can... like, Oh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, ac seven six four w underscore. Yeah. Slash. Yeah. Yeah. it's like that doesn't look good whereas you can just say you know the tone jerks and i'm like yeah. I- I- I, to me i'm like oh that's awesome but and then i'm like thinking like okay maybe the next goal should be you know 300 subscribers or it's like da-da-da. and i have um a buddy rj he's doing his you know he's kind of like he's taking breaks and mm-hmm. as he's going to his youtube channel. He does a music mainly and like guitar demos and songs and stuff like that and he's like oh i don't want to get burnout like then just hold off and yeah. he's like and he's you know working kid he's doing all, oh my like, gosh it's, it's, so know, it's much. like no, no shit i'm like dude you're living your life like there's nobody fucking and then he's got a podcast i'm like dude get it done when you can but yeah. still have the goal in mind he's like i want to get to 500 i'm like good Wonderful. set it to maybe like i would like to have it done by the end of the year but if you don't get it don't be like well the,
1: burn the channel down. No. Or, you know, <laughs> you're like, it's like hey, you can also I think it's a lot of people link a goal to time and you don't have to. You can just have the goal of I want 500 subscribers, but you don't have to link it to by this time. Yeah. Just figure it out and work on it. And I think one thing that I've fallen into very recently and am still working on is creativity. Like speaking in cliches again, creativity is not a faucet. And one thing that. Like, finally, I'm really okay with this. I haven't recorded a song in, like, six months. And that's okay because right now I'm having fun with the videos and all that. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to record ever again. It means right now I don't have anything to write about. I'm not sad. I'm not overly happy. I don't have any emotion that's pushing so hard yeah. that I need to get something out. And it'll come. I mean... We live in the world and there's reality. Sadness is a common and you'll have some inspiration and that's where for me personally when I'm in like just a brooding sadness yeah. that's when like I have just songs that like I listen back to my sad stuff and I go, "Man, I can feel it." Uh-huh. But if I write something now it's just going to sound like a worse version of Twinkle Little Star.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like I don't know kind of like like you said creativity like and whatever you do it you don't even really need something tangible. Or even mm. something done to, like, say, like, oh, I was doing something. Like, I was thinking, like, oh, I ha- I haven't written any anything in, I can't remember, maybe, like, like a whole song I haven't finished in, like, over a year for sure. Yeah. And then, um you know, eventually, like, I, I want to start a new project where I play guitar, and I'm like, I have these ideas, all ideas, and none of them are done or, like, whatever. So I'm like, I should just fucking focus on that. But maybe, like, if I just start playing something else will come to me because in my head i'm like "Ah," i am like kind of like almost dumb like like not pissed but i'm like i don't even have any like ideas like this sucks i'm like you know for the next project but i'm like I don't have to start that next project yeah, right now. It's like exactly. I could come out in two years. It could do whatever. But then again, you could also be complacent and be like, oh yeah, I'll come out like eventually. But I still want to, so kind of ride in that line of having a goal, but not keep beating yourself up about yeah. it.
1: Yeah. And you know, finding musical inspiration. One thing that I've learned, which I had like this 16 year old attitude and mm-hmm. like it's ego, obviously of like, I'm not going to do covers. I'm no hack. Like, yeah, yeah. and like, Na- like, there's so many YouTube tutorial videos and people who are very successful, they're like, the most important thing you can do is play covers because it's something you didn't write outside of your own style. Yeah, and, yeah. like, I'm trying to give myself that humility of, like, when I get into the van that I've built and I start recording stuff, I'm gonna, like, my, my idea is the van was made in 1973 I'm going to play a 12-track album of what song was the most popular in that month of 1973 oh, as damn. kind of like a tip of the hat to... to see
0: if you can do it. Yeah, and, like... cause,
1: and it's like these songs where some of them, I'm like, some of them are like these really like, like almost like, um, what do you call it? Um, Conway Twitty-esque, like, Hello Darling, like that kind of... And yeah. I'm like I, like, I love that song, but like that ain't anything I've ever written. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. some of them are like, that like like discoy song, and I'm like, I have no idea how to play that, but that's gonna challenge me. Yeah,
0: we're gonna we're gonna learn, to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. And it's like, uh, yeah, I think you, know, it's it's easy to make like uh, taking a break or whatever like a negative thing, or it's like, totally. oh, taking a break that means you're never going back to it. I'm like, possibly.
1: I mean, and if you, you can you know, make that self fulfilling prophecy if you want to.
0: Yeah, and it's like, um, it, it, I don't know. That's definitely one thing I, I I think I need to tell myself. It's like. Having, you know, always being, like, having something tangible as far as, like, you know, create, you know, like, your songs. I'm like, I'm the same way. I'm like, I put in effort to finish or, or, like, put work into my, like, home studio recording and stuff like that. Yeah. I haven't recorded a song yet for me, but then I was like, oh, wait, no, I'm recording an album for Just In Case. I'm like, oh. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I am creating. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, it's like, um again, buddy, you know, RJ is like, oh, yeah, da-da-da, it's like. We'll kind of like build each other up. I'm like, this weekend we're going to get, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to get this done. And then we like follow up. And it's like, yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> but yeah. it's not always bad. It's like, oh, yeah, how's it going? I'm like, oh yeah, my day's off. I had three days off this weekend. I'm like, I I guess r- recorded bass and vocals for Just In Case. I'm like, so an yeah. uh, album that's going to be released in the band that I play in is going to have. Yeah, a, and I'm, that's like,
1: completely tangible. And like, I'm what like, are you talking eh, about? Exactly. <laughs> in my
0: head. But I'm like, oh, I didn't finish a YouTube video. Yeah. I didn't you know, uh, write my own song. And I'm like, wait, no, I am creating. It's just maybe I'm not focused on it and like stepping back and like realizing like, wait, no, I am doing shit. Yeah. And even if you're like, say even people at home are starting, you know, bands or starting recordings on their own. It's like, oh, I didn't get anything done. I'm like, yeah, but you played. Yeah. And you learn. you know, like maybe you got better. Even just like having that connection with your instrument is like a lot too. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about it, like I'll be I'm here um visiting my sister and I'm like It'll be, like, over a week, maybe a week and a half since I even, like, picked up an instrument. <laughs> yeah. I get back, and I'm like, ah, damn. I, that'll make me, I don't know, maybe it'll give me that, that hunger for playing when I get back. Yeah, I'm like, and oh. I think
1: it's, my uh, partner has um, a very close friend um, named Andy, and um, she um, had this bit of advice where if you're repressing your emotions, it's like a balloon. Mm -hmm. growing inside you and if you don't open up and let a little bit of pressure off it's just gonna keep growing (laughs) up in you until it pops and it's i think that stress of oh is the album gonna get done it's okay you got time yeah oh but is it gonna it's all right you just gotta it'll yeah yeah and like you gotta find stuff also outside of music to be able to get um your head away from it sometimes that's been building the van for me Yeah. That's a totally different area of my brain. Technical, wiring, electrical theory, combustion engine, totally different from chords and all that stuff. Like there are probably parallels, but now that I've pulled so far away from it, when I come back to music, I'm gonna be so fresh and so blank that I'll have that drive to do something. Yeah. What do these drums sound like in my van? I got no
0: idea. I would I would say also too, it's like I think maybe I've had that where I'm like, Oh, I'm not like playing okay so this is this is dumb so but i'm gonna put it out there so oh i love I, it I, that's I, a great I, but, way to start yeah, yeah. so <laughs> uh sorry buddy johnny ray uh johnny two guns um and he let me borrow like a big like, big old tote full of pedals like some old shit some fucking like you know a lot of, like stuff from the 90s even stuff that's even older from like you know, like old mutron mutron shit of, like or weird. old like
1: mxl phasers and uh, stuff like that Yeah, like a bunch
0: of like and he's like oh try it out just you know it's like it's really he's like it's just sitting in a tote in my garage I'm like oh you should try it out and da, da, da. he's like oh and take pictures of it too it's like you know that'd be good for instagram or whatever and so i had the big tote of it and one night like evening i got off work i could have recorded it could have played could have probably went to the gym which would have been nice but i <laughs> went home set up my camera and lights and i was taking photos of these pedals and i'm like how does that pedal sound i don't know i haven't plugged it in yet yeah <laughs> but I- took pictures of it. And that's something. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking about like my camera and just like learning about the lenses and stuff like that. And then, yeah, like I always like take photos and edit them or whatever. And then it's like uh, my buddy Eric, um, he's a photographer and he does YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And like that. He's really, like his videos look awesome and his photos and editing. I basically just ask him dumb questions. I'm like, check out this one. He's like, oh, that's good, but you know, it's a little too dark. Fuck! <laughs> <Bonk! laughs> and this one, I'm like, have him in the back of my head, but oh, it's too dark. So. I'm like playing with um, just like the, you know, like exposure, making it lighter, but I don't want it to overexpose. And yeah. I'm like, okay, might as well just really lean into it and just like, okay, like knowing the cameras and how to, what what's sharper and whatever. And then based on how quick the uh, shutter is, I'm like, dude, yeah. it is fucking fun, but it, I could, I spent hours doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'm learning also editing too. And then I'm like, I spent hours doing that.
1: And I didn't even play like fucking pedals.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know, didn't even play music at all. I took pictures of fucking boxes. And I you, had a blast.
1: You jogged my memory when you said there's this briefcase of like old pedals and all that. Back when I was like really obsessed with figuring out like what pedal is going to sound good for the mm-hmm. band where I just had like this young passion that was just on fire and I would spend hours and hours and hours and hours. There was this guy that I found on Craigslist. Who he had just listed a pedal, mm-hmm. and it was like this old Boss GE10, which like yeah, plugs yeah, yeah. into 110, and it's like this oh, old fuck. school graphic equalizer, like back before it was the little mini one that runs on nine volt. It literally had, had to, to plug in. It it had the power supply built into it. It was so weird. But this guy was an obsessive compulsive hoarder, and he lived in a warehouse in San Jose. And when you went okay. in. There were stacks of every pedal you could ever imagine thrown to the side. Like he had like every revision of every single thing and like all the way back to the 60s, and you would go in there and he would sell them to you for like 50 bucks. He would give you the 60s price. It was unbelievable. And so I had access to like the original MXL uh phase 90, that boss GE 10. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I had all these that's
0: pretty cool it could also be his passion is collecting yeah a lot of people like that are collecting i'm like i don't think i collect things as because i'm like i'm not I, I I have pedals i have guitars and stuff like that but i feel like i'm i own them to use them but there's some people who collect things that because that's what they just like. to collect them yeah i like it
1: but it wasn't it didn't look like a collector space because everything was thrown it's so haphazardly like kinda, yeah. to the side like i mean you had like pedals now that are like unobtainium that people would pay 10 grand for <laughs> and he had them like the sharp edges of them scratching the freaking enamel paint off each other because they're all thrown in a corner and it's like yeah oh so, don't okay. worry okay. That's yeah sh- maybe
0: that is a little different eh, That's just be a the,
1: piece of junk Masferatu. like
0: <laughs> there'd be the, the the collector's aspect where you'd have them on like a shelf and display. yeah there's a difference if it's like you watch the josh scott videos that guy loves pedals and he has them all displayed. And, you know, he'll be in groups trying to buy them too. Yeah. So you can tell, like, that guy, no shit, he just has a pedal company, right? Uh, <laughs> he makes his <laughs> he, he likes pedals. Though. Good one, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this just in. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that guy is displaying them. He's, it could also be for his YouTube set or whatever. But yeah. you can tell he's got his fucking wall full of pedals and gear and shit like that. And, but maybe this guy just, he's like, I I have to have my
1: stuff. I, like, yeah. Then
0: there's, I mean, there's, so many different ways to be. To yeah, me, I'm like,
1: and not that I'm knocking on his way of life or anything at but all. But it, it it is kind of cool that maybe he is like, I got it
0: now. It's mine. It's cool, and maybe it's like I don't, you know, I don't care. It's like, really, these things are meant to be.
1: Yeah, stepped on, and, stomp boxes. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, because like, yeah, you know, there is somewhat of that. Like we. Lift up some of these things so so high and put them on a pedestal and charge billions of dollars for them and then they never get used. Yeah, and it's like you're just looking and it was like wasn't the whole idea to get the sound nobody else can get out of them. It's, it wasn't
0: to, to use them. Yeah, and it's like the idea of like he how did people use them though. Hurt. Like
1: he he his he had like because it was literally what used to be like a front office than warehouse building yeah. and the front office he turned into his bedroom and he was surrounded by sixteen Marshall amps. Like, he had to crawl over his marshals to get into his bed, and I was like, man, you are living every 16-year-old want to be in a band's dream right now. Yeah,
0: and that's a cool way to be, I guess. I mean, it's it's almost the exact opposite of how you're living.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, excess versus uh, minimalism.
0: Yeah, and it's like, you know, hey, I, I you know, maybe... Striking it in somewhere the middle, in the middle. Maybe <laughs> closer to the minimalism <laughs> yeah. side is what most people should be doing. It's like, you know... Uh instead of a bedroom full of Marshalls, you can have one or two.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Even, you know, like
1: um Though I would like a bedroom for a Marshalls. Like that would be very nice to have. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. Have your like a bunk bed, but have it like the Marshall cabs be <laughs> yeah, the
0: four twelves. <laughs> and then you have your I've seen I think I like where it's like people will like turn like I don't know, gear into like furniture. Yeah. Or, like, they're like, oh, here I have my desk instead of like how you would see, like, people have like the like IKEA like drawers and they have like a plank of wood. They would have like two half stacks. Yeah. All, and then they have like wood and like, that's my desk is like a fucking Marshall. I I'm think
1: like, you posted a picture of like one of those cheapo 90s uh, solid state Marshall combo amps that somebody turned into a computer case. Yeah,
0: that was really cool. I saw it on Reddit. and I'm like, that's a cool idea. Cause yeah, that's like, neat. Yeah, it's like a, a computer case. I'm like, okay. Now you can have it like in case people, in case you don't know. I play Marshall. Yeah. But I also play these fucking noobs. (laughs) Fucking computer. (laughs) Oh, fuck. But, ah, damn. Well, I think we're coming towards the end here. So, yeah, we kind of just, that was easy. Man, that flew by. Like, it
1: feels like we just started. Yeah.
0: So, but uh, let's let's get the plugs. Aaron, uh, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. This has been an
1: absolute blast.
0: Can people check you out?
1: Uh, Forward slash A-A-R-O-N-R-E-C-I-N-E on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and especially YouTube.
0: Yeah. So taking a little bit of break on the the van videos, but they're coming. Yeah. You you just posted one yesterday. So it's like, okay, maybe not like every week but stay subscribed and you'll get them yeah and so and just you know, progress of it is actually a lot of fun
1: i might transition it a little bit where now like i'm realizing from doing this mm. i have so much content out of this van already that i've built yeah why so, am i not saying like 10 things to know about van exactly life? yeah 10 worst things like here's what it's like and i also was going to start a thing called campground review now's the time to re um reignite the relationship with my partner, go on camping trips, yeah, yeah. let's shoot vi- actually, new content and like totally different.
0: <laughs> actually uh, use the stuff that you have. You're like, wait, I already fucking did the work. Yeah. Might as well actually. <laughs> get, get, get- <laughs> Life is more than just working. I have to remember that. <laughs> yeah. And if you're like, oh, you could still get you know, th- th- some videos out and it could be a, a different part on the channel. Yeah. But yeah. It's 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 cool. I dig it. Dig it. So check them out on YouTube. And um, yeah, Kyle, it wasn't on this episode uh I, I guess i always forget to say that kyle he's on the patreon this week and but he's going to join us and we're going to do the uh, patreon read but uh before we do that um if you like what you hear you can follow along on social media we have a facebook group linked in the description we have an instagram linked in the description at the tone jerks and then we're also on youtube so subscribe and follow us on all those And then uh, if you really like the show, you can help support us on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, but for 2 bucks a month, you get an extra episode every week, and you get the whole back catalog. There's over 170, almost maybe 180 bonus episodes, so they're separate. And I think uh, even Aaron, I think you have a bonus episode on there. Yeah. Back when uh, we were talking earlier in the year. Yeah, that was uh, when I
1: was first starting to get the mm-hmm. idea about recording in here. Yeah, I was in my <laughs> mom's driveway and driving my neighbors
0: crazy. Yeah, so definitely uh, check that out. And then uh, Kyle will be joining us here. We're going to give uh, all the Patreon people a shout out. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay, so uh, thanks for Aaron for uh, joining on the main episode. We wanted to get Kyle in. He's phoning it in. Uh, he wanted to give us the- uh, Always new- phoning oh, in. Yeah, that's- I always do. Yeah, you know how we do it. <laughs> wanted to come in here and give <laughs> us uh the Patreon name reads. He wanted to say thanks yeah. to all you people. So. Yeah, cuz you can't do it. I know. You <laughs> it right. You have the list. I don't I don't have it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you're, it's like a master you're list. The, you're, you're the gatekeeper. <laughs> like a, gatekeeper of the a, list. It's like a lockbox, like a security <laughs> box somewhere. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um anyways, so Kyle, you got a list of names over there for uh, all I our Patreon got it. supporters? Why don't you, uh, you know, give him a huge shout out, a sizable
2: acknowledgement? Kyle, why don't you give it to my people? All right. We have Andrew Walsh from Andrew's Alcove, Abe Newman, Michael Newman, the Newman brothers. <laughs> Newman. Uh, haven't done that one in a while. Uh, maybe they're cousins. Are they um, real cousins? Or are they play, they're just c- play, co- play cousins? They play cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Payson, <laughs> Nicholas Ogburn, Doug King. Doug Christ from 37FX, Joe from Like My Petals, uh, they are from the Masters of the Cinematic Universe, also from the Just Surprise Me podcast, uh, Will Leahy, also a name on this list, uh, I did, did, is on the Just Surprise we, Me podcast. Did we huh? say on the podcast? I was on the
0: past two weeks
2: of Just Surprise Me. Who cares?
0: Who <laughs> Jamie Davis. <laughs> John, no, what, what did you guys talk about? Um, I don't remember, really. You had to go listen oh, to it. Oh
2: great. I <laughs> just made fun of RJ and he's not even on there. Oh
0: 100%. <laughs> just for no reason. Fuck him.
2: <laughs> uh, that's a uh, RJ Smith uh, uh from Tellytown. <laughs> Fuck him. That's Fuck what him. he's from. <laughs> 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 just, we say he, his name just
0: to insult him too. He he, um, did, he did a he did a video where it's like he talked a little quieter. Um, to think, some of the room reflections, and so he was like a little quieter on the mic and in the video. Anyway, he's like, "All right, guys, so then I'm talking about my telecaster," and I was like,
2: "ASMRJ." <laughs> oh man, <laughs> he's already stolen that handle. I'm sure he does. I'm like, "That's your, That's what you should call
0: that's, yourself." When on you Reddit, do, that's what he's doing. <laughs> make make the shirt ASMRJ. ASMRJ. <laughs>
2: anyways, anyways, uh, we have uh, Jamie Davis. Johnny Ray, Jason Fuzzmonger, Steve Mike from Hardly Human, Steve Ralph from 60 Cycle Hum, Colin Smith, Kevin Equits from Equits Guitars, Co Schneider from the Flippin' Flippers podcast, Alvaro Viramontes, Brian from Nutter Guitars, or I should say Brian Nutter from Nutter Guitars, Mel Chibson of Chibson Guitars. <laughs> They're probably comparable
0: yeah, I mean they're they're case. they're
2: at the same level. <laughs> <laughs> one's a meme lord, and the other one's a a wood lord. I don't know wood lord. <laughs> <laughs> we have Sean Arbo from Gun Street Wiring Shop, Sean Fahey. Sean Wright from Lollygagger Effects. It's another wood lord over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't tell him. He might show it to you. Um, uh, <laughs> Juan Ortiz. Show all the different types of grains. <laughs> yeah. the diff- What, well, you said different grains? I said grains, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, Juan Ortiz from Tone Hungry Effects. Mike Oxbig. <clears throat> uh, Hugh G-Rection. Got to clear my throat for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Uh, Zach Hale. Eric Merrow from Elm Effects. Yeah. (laughs) We we don't have to say anything now. We can skip right over. We don't have to say that. We used to call it ELM Effects. But, I mean, it Uh, it does look like it. I know. It does. Shame on you, (laughs) Eric Merrow. It's fucking me up. (laughs) What was was the middle name again? (laughs) You bastard. You horrible friend. Scott Hamilton from the Effects Loop podcast. Tim Nowick from Bardic Audio Devices. And we have the Jonathan.
0: giveaway with Bardic oh, Audio. Yeah. That's fine. I finally got my shit together and put it out. Jeez. We're giving away the Bard O. So check out our Instagram. I'll put the links in um, the podcast description. Basically, you follow nice. us, you follow them, repost a picture, and you can win one of Tim's pedals. Nice. He sent it to uh, me about like four years ago, so <laughs> I was like Dude, I'm so- Before we started doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: it took me a while, but we got it going. So I'm I'm excited for that. Looking looking good. Uh uh Can I can I get the next name now? Y- yeah, 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 All right, all right. Jonathan Jerizik from Twelfth Hour Devices. Tyler Rhines, and I didn't change the name from Casey's Riff Room. <laughs> <laughs> it's set in stone, sorry. It's
0: I think Tyler yeah, Casey's sorry. Riffs.
2: It's in a digital form. I can't change it. Yeah, it's not, it's no, it's not a PDF. It's not protected. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's on WordPad. Not even word a Word document. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm literally using WordPad. <laughs> um, uh, Matthew Fenslaw, uh, f- he made that bracket. Oh yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I won. Make, making a lot of racket with that bracket of the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty sure I won won that. I don't know. What, um, when's the end date on that? I don't know. I think it's like 4 years. Yeah. Just like year 4 years for the pedal. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> he's Addison making a bracket C. of the uh <laughs> was it the sexiest guitar yes. guys. <laughs> I'd like to thank everyone. Yeah, I should do that when we start our next podcast. I'll, should, I'll just thank a, a, for the award. Except that, except the award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> except the award that never is going to be made. Um uh Addison C. We have a, a new one. Oh, we have a, a new uh, contributor. Patrons, if you will. <laughs> we have a uh, Michael McVeigh. Oh. You're talking you're talking while I'm doing my thing here. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm gonna do it again with some silence. Michael McVeigh.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs>
2: Yeah you yeah. is <laughs> <Just> banging on <laughs> shit. What are you hitting on? <laughs> the mic box <laughs> or the
0: zoom case. <laughs> There's batteries in there, just jangling right. around.
2: You're, you're like on location, or you're like away from your house, I should say. Yeah, so sitting in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I guess all right. That's, well, uh, uh, thank, you so much thank you so much for
0: you know listening. Thank you for supporting the show. We will see you next time. We love you. Blah, blah. Bye.